Welcome to Coastline Church, seeking renewed faith in Humboldt County by being settled and secure in God's love. To learn more, visit coastlinefoursquare.com. Pastor Steve is suffering on a houseboat somewhere if I got my weekends right. So somebody has to suffer, so that's where... Um, he's at and for um, those of you who might have a testimony you might be thinking about it how uh, when you're uh, if you have ever had your heavenly language and prayed and something happened and you wanted to share it um, it's been asked of me more that if we could have sometimes applications and my the way I have administrated that in times past is so that you don't have to hear me saying my stuff all the time that we would share among among us so that we can learn because we are the body of christ if that doesn't work well i i have things that i can share but i think it's more fruitful and it's more full if we take time to actually share and for those of you who are shy of being you know uh, up here or something if you even just stand in front of the Kindle so that at least we, the congregation, can hear you. Um, then it'll be recorded for those that have to be at home today and uh, listen to this online. So uh, they can be blessed and encouraged. So uh, last time I spoke, I was in Acts 1, and uh, we were talking about Acts 1, that we're in the month of ER, which is a hinge month for the Hebrew calendar. This all ties in. Uh, when I was in Acts 1, the first 40 days uh, of Jesus appearing before people were in Acts 1. So we, we went through 40 days two weeks ago, and, and now the other 10 days has been counted out, and now we are in the Feast of Pentecost, and all that is is a Greek word that means 50. And what, they, what the Hebrew people did is because all of the celebrations, all the party times were geared around the harvest, uh, remember, what was the first harvest we talked about? Do you remember? It was the barley harvest was the first one. Okay. And so from, from there, they counted. They have a fancy term. They called it an omer. But they just counted. 49 days. That was called the Feast of Weeks. And then on the next day, it was called Pentecost. So that's where we get the word Pentecost. Now, some people just think it's in a, it's an experience, but it's not. It was a feast. It was one of the party times that the Hebrew people got together and party. And so, uh, uh, thank you for moving that. Um, that's great. Um, so, so uh, in the first fruits of last in Acts one, we were blessed in the coming in. Now in the Feast of Weeks, or Pentecost, we will be blessed in the going out. Last time in Acts 1, we were still in uh, the time of Issachar. Remember the tribe of Issachar? They were the ones that were skilled by the Lord to know the times and seasons and what to do about it, remember? And so now we'll be uh, zeroing in on the tribe of Zebulun. Uh, the word Issachar means reward, but now in Pentecost, were in the dwelling desired because the dwelling he desires, of course, is us collectively. We are the body of Christ. So let's um, 
Let's read some scripture here. We're in Acts 2, if you want to follow along in your favorite Bible, or on the overhead, I'm going to have the New American Standard today. So, uh, starting with chapter 2, <clears throat> verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly a noise like a violent rushing wind came from heaven, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. When I was uh, studying about even just this verse, uh, one of the translations says that it, they thought of it like a sound of a volcano. Has anybody been in the presence of a volcano erupting? Raise your hand if you have. No? I haven't. I haven't. I wouldn't want to be. That's why I wouldn't want to live in Hawaii. I would visit it, but I wouldn't want to live there because it's volcanoes um, there but they said it's like the sound of a volcano but I was thinking like what is the most scary sound that I've ever heard here in Humboldt County and uh, I think it was only one time when the Coast Guard uh, their helicopters or whatever they're called I think they're called helicopters it, it, it felt like that they were actually gonna come down good morning um, they, it, felt like those helicopters were going to come down on my house and my house doesn't have an A-frame roof, it has a flat roof, so I felt like it was going to land and it was so loud that the whole house was shaking. And have you guys ever heard, has that ever been close enough to your house that you felt that? Or maybe at the airport, Robin and Rob, when the airplanes are coming down you feel that violent whatever. I wonder if it was like that, I, I really do, I wonder. In verse 3, and tongues that looked like fire appeared to them, distributing themselves, and a tongue rested on each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak with different tongues, as the Spirit was giving them the ability to speak. Um, that picture, can we go back to the picture? This was my favorite picture that I found in images with all the different tribes that see the, even the, the Jews that lived uh, right in the place of Jerusalem where they were living, they were from every nation, but some of them it says actually lived there. So I just thought they all visited, but some of them actually resided there and stuff. And so that was the favorite one that I liked. And of these Jews that came from every nation, they were really used to at least hearing, at least oral tradition that they were used to hearing about fire. I mean, Moses, what was his fire experience? The burning bush, right? And um, they would always talk about Moses. There's no one greater than Moses, no one greater than Moses. And then, and then when the uh, Ten Commandments came, and, and remember the last week when I was showing the, the fire of when the Ten Commandments came, some people saw fire and smoke and lightning. But fire would have been something that the Jewish people were really familiar with. So it was like, get a clue. God is on the scene here, Jewish people. Um, and so uh, you can go back to verse 5, thinking. Um, they would have recognized fire, it would have been something that they needed to pay attention to. They needed to uh, maybe take note of this. And, and so 
<clears throat> they all began to speak with different tongues as the Spirit was giving them the ability to speak out. Now there were Jews residing in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when the sound occurred, the crowd came together and they were bewildered because each of them was hearing them speak in their own language. Can you, can you imagine how that might have been? Imagine that we were part of this crowd that was at least, by all accounts, 120. But could you just imagine um, the 120 and then the people that were hearing the sound and then they were hearing in their own language the good news of God. I mean, I remember one time uh, Jim Durkin was speaking and speaking about the order of God and, and he was taking a scripture from Revelations and it's always stayed in my mind. And I don't remember if he acted it all out. That might have been cute. Um, but he, he was saying like, over here they're, they're worshiping the Lord and over here they're bowing down and over here they're doing this and, and it's all going on at the same time and sound like it was a ruckus and uh, chaos, but it was his order, and his order is beautiful. And so I, I just always wonder about that. I wonder how, when they were hearing them speak in their own language, if if they were dumbfounded, if, or if they were just in awe. I think maybe they were in awe and wonder. I know I would have been. The little kid in me would have just been like, this is really cool, you know, kind, kind of thing. And if I was singing Tongues of Fire, I might need some depends or something. But, because uh, I think I would be a little, I might be a little scared. But anyway, uh, verse 7, they were amazed and astonished, saying, why are not all these who are speaking Galileans? I guess the Galileans were more the, you know, nothing good can come out of fill in the blank, you know. Some people might say Eureka, but I don't believe that. But, and how is it that we each hear them in our own language to which we were born? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya around Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own tongues of the mighty deeds of God. And they all continued in amazement and great perplexity, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others were jeering and said, they are full of sweet wine. When I read that, I thought, now, here's this, this amazing thing going on that these simple, very simple Galileans are speaking in languages that they haven't learned, and there's still some people jeering and saying they're full of wine. That speaks, at least to my heart, maybe it would speak to your heart something different, that even when something is plain and apparent, the people who don't want to see will not see, even when it's plain and apparent. Um, because, I, I don't know, I've jeered before, but if I was seeing Galileans speaking in languages they hadn't learned, I would not be jeering. I would be, like I said, depends. So Peter, who, remember Peter now, he was one that... Uh, a little maid, a little servant girl, had said something to him. He denied the Lord three times. That's how 
filled with power and faith he was. So now, Peter is taking his stand with the other 11, verse 14, raised his voice and declared to them, men of Judea and all of you who live in Jerusalem, know this and pay attention to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you assume, since it's only the third hour of the day. <laughs> I go there, but I won't. <clears throat> but this is what has been spoken through the prophet Joel. And it shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and your young men will see visions, and your old men will have dreams. And even on my male and female servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. And I will display wonders in the sky above, and signs on the earth below, blood, fire, and vapors of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and glorious day of the Lord comes. And it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Yes, hallelujah. Raise a hallelujah. Verse 22, men of Israel, listen to these words. Jesus, the Nazarene, a man attested to you by God with miracles and wonders and signs which God performed through him in your midst, just as you yourselves know. This man, delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God, you nailed to a cross by the hands of godless men and put him to death. But God raised him from the dead, putting an end to the agony of death, since it was impossible for him to be held in its power. For David says of him, I saw the Lord continually before me, because he is at my right hand, so that I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad, and my tongue was overjoyed. Moreover, my flesh also will live in hope. For you will not abandon my soul to Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to undergo decay. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Brothers, I may confidently say to you regarding the patriarch David that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us today. So because he was a prophet and knew that God had sworn to him with an oath to seat one of his descendants on the throne, he looked ahead and spoke of the resurrection of the Christ, that he was neither abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh, flesh suffer decay. It is this Jesus whom God has raised up, a fact to which we all are witnesses. Therefore, since he has been exalted at the right hand of God and has received the promise of the Holy Spirit from the Father, he has poured out this which you both see and hear. For it was not David who ascended into heaven, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you have crucified. Now when they heard this, they were pierced to their heart and said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what are we to do? Peter said, Repent, and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, 
for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promises to you and your children and for all who are far away, as many as our Lord will call to himself. And with many words he solemnly testified and kept on urging him, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. So, so then those who had received his word were baptized, and that day there were added about 3,000 souls. They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all the believers were together and had all things common. And they would sell their property and possessions and share them with all, to the extent that anyone had need. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those that should be saved. When I was studying about Pentecost, about this uh, Hebrew month and all, it's about the Lord's abundant provision. And, and I'm not talking about, you know, name it and claim it, blab it and grab it. But the provision or, or the prosperity that God was talking about at that point was knowing that God has provision for us in advance. Just like, say, we go back to the Garden of Eden. The garden was totally prepared. It was totally ready for Adam and Eve. Everything that they needed, if they had chosen not to sin, they could have stayed there for eternity. Um, every provision was made for them. So this is a month where last month or two weeks ago when we were sharing about Acts 1, uh, two months ago, uh, two weeks ago, or in the Hebrew month, the year before, uh, the month before, it, the whole idea was you were supposed to come and you were supposed to uh, have a reflection and kind of assess where you are. In this Hebrew month, and, and you, you would come in or you would come aside so that you could be uh, not only ministering to the Lord, but he could minister to you and you could assess things together. Now, in Acts 2, and also 50 days later, now it's a time where you're going out. So kind of like the scripture where it says the blessings, you're blessed going in, you're blessed going out, even though that was for Israel, we can make an application for that to us today. So, so now, for this, this uh, season of time, it's a time to go out. It's a time to walk in continuity. Um, I, I saw a quote that... Uh, one of the pastors I really love back east had said is that radical Christianity is is uh, walking one foot in front of the other for years and years and years and years. That's radical. It's not it's not a flash in the pants. It's not because you have power gifts and you have all the people flocking to. But radical Christianity is actually walking to continuously with Jesus. So I find that it's really interesting that in this month, it's about going out, it's about walking continuously with the Lord, that we would be putting that together with what that month means about um, 
the dwelling desire that he didn't do it that last month with the reflection to make that like the prime thing that you would be thinking about. And I would have thought it would have been there in the reflection time that you would just realize that you continuously walk and he's with you and everything. But no, it's in this next season of time that they're emphasizing and even having a party around is that now you're going out. And you're going out, you're walking with him, you're walking in the spirit, you're following his lead, and now it's a time to go out. So there's a time for everything under the sun, and this is a time also for going out. I liked how Pastor Steve last uh, week was talking about Isaiah 40. Isaiah is my favorite book in the Old Testament, and Isaiah 40 is one of my favorite chapters. And then he was talking about that we would be given the comforter, and the comforter even to be given in, in this uh, certain month, in this certain party time, the Feast of Weeks, or add one day and have Pentecost, was that he wanted to make provision for us. And I've heard it said so, at least several times, and it really saddens my heart where people will say, well, I'm good, I'm good, I, I don't need that. I'm good, I'm good. No, no really, I'm good. I, I don't need that, I don't, I don't need anything more. But there is abundant provision that has been made for us, and if we would choose, uh, like Paul said in Corinthians, that we, we all can speak in another language. We can all do that. Um, but, you know, again, you have to be willing. But there's so much provision that has been made. Because, for one thing, we can go to the nth degree in our own knowledge, but there's a place where our own knowledge stops and his knowledge, supernatural knowledge, comes in. And a lot of us don't choose to take this part of the provision of God. This is part of the abundant provision of God. And so um, I just want to encourage myself even and all of us today that we would, we would just not be leaning just on our own understanding, but that we would recognize that we have Holy Spirit within us and he has abundant provision for us in advance of the things that we need if we will only take that time. I was remembering when um, one time, I think Jim put it on Facebook, but I had heard it before um, and even read it in some book uh, about that when people are praying in uh, tongues or in languages that they haven't learned, um, that they actually hooked up people to these machines and that it accesses a part of your brain that normally is not accessed with anything else. And me being a brain person in neurology, I would like to find out exactly like what it is, because I would like to, I, I'm very curious and I'd want to know what it was, but it accessed part of the brain that was not normally accessed. And so again, it's that abundant provision. Now, several of us will not ever partake of that and say, I'm good. But for those of us who will, I want to encourage us, maybe Maybe that's been kind of just left, you know, but pick it up. And I'm encouraging myself to even do it more in my private time with the Lord and, and um, as the Lord wills when I'm praying and stuff like that because he's given abundant provision. And I remember one time, if anybody has examples, if you'd come to the first row here and we could have you share, please, 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 it'd be so cool because then you don't have to hear me. But... 
I remember one time one of my friends who um, I'm going to be doing a memorial for, um, he is a high uh, plant uh, manager over uh, a power plant. And there was a, there was a certain uh, time when they would do maintenance, and it was usually down for a month, but he was such a man of God and such a man of prayer. He'd get up at 3 a.m. and start praying over all his men. Um, but he had got it down to only two weeks, so it was a real blessing for those men to be under his leadership because he prayed over them and, and things ran really smooth. But during that maintenance time, there was, some, there was some problem and they couldn't find out what the problem was. And at that time, um, I was meeting in a home and praying every single week, spending concentrated times in prayer. And we spent a lot of time praying in the spirit because we, most all of us were pretty much brainiacs, but we realized that we didn't have it. But we wanted an answer and prayed and prayed and prayed. And the next thing I know, I, I went ahead and I drew this diagram of what I saw. I saw this diagram and then I saw this like little spot. And I said, it's right there. And so I gave it to him and, and he was able to uh, make that change and so the maintenance was completed and it was down praise the lord i have one more and my mother-in-law had cancer and um, at that time i was really praying a lot for people for healing all the time and um and she lived a couple doors down so i mean she was in our lives very much and um, she got cancer exactly one year after her um, daughter died and uh, breast cancer and I was praying in time and just trying to figure out okay what what's going on how do I need to pray in this situation you know whatever and um, I just saw this little black uh, it kind of looked like you know when you have a brand new pencil the eraser it looked like that it was that size and it was black and so um, I know every situation is different, but in this situation, this is how it worked. Um, I was praying and praying, and everybody around her was really, really worried, and they never quit praying, but I prayed until I had a peace to stop, and I prayed until I saw the black on, on her uh, chest uh, disappear, and then I knew my part of the prayer assignment was done, and others continued to pray until after she went to the hospital. And, had it all taken out, and I went with her to her appointment um, because I was just curious. Because, you know, when you're experiencing things with Jesus and you don't have a model and you don't have someone to bounce it off with, you just you don't know if you're crazy or, or whatever, you know. And I went with her to her follow-up appointment, and they had got it all. There was nothing that went outside the 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 circle of that, like the extensions where you'd have to do. Um, I forget which it's called, but whatever is that thing that you normally have to do after cancer, you have to do a second thing. She didn't have to have it done uh, because it was all contained. And I said to the doctor, um, the size of her her cancer, was it about the size if you, because I don't know what, uh, how they, the way they uh, measure. It's not like in inches. I think it's like in centimeters or millimeters. I don't know. But anyway, I said, would you say it's about the size of, a brand new pencil uh, eraser, and he and he looked at the chart, thought about it for a minute. He goes, "Yeah, I think that's about exactly right." So, at least it confirmed to my heart who you just think, 
ooh, ooh, she's on sweet wine, you know, <laughs> uh, to, uh, one glass of wine too many, um, that, that that was happening. So I didn't have the answer. I absolutely did not have the answer, but the Holy Spirit did. He had the provision in advance, and I chose to access it. Now, I'm, I'm really wondering, will anybody be brave enough to say that where they prayed and had prayed and then all of a sudden they had access to something that they would not have normally known? And would you be willing to share that so other people can learn? Coming up here? Okay. Well, when I first um, received the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, I was so afraid of it because, and I didn't want anything to do with it because I thought, well, that's me. I'm in control again because I'm a very strong personality. And it was really hard for me to let go and let God, you know, have his way. And so... Um, when I first started speaking in tongues, and it took me about two years before it took, and, and I got my first language, and I, it was so important to me that I wrote it down, what those first words were. And it was, Sehota was my first sentence. Okay, so I wrote it down, and, and I wasn't very fluent, and it took me a long, long time to get a hold of this free-flowing Holy Spirit language. So a couple of years ago, I was standing in the airport and we were in line with our luggage and everything. And all of a sudden behind me, I heard in a loud voice, right? And um, I turned around because I knew that. I had written it down. It was my first la uh, Holy Spirit language. And here was this beautiful African-American woman in full African headdress. African robe and she said what I said and Fran had to tell me that it was a known language that I was gifted with and so since that time I am so free to speak in my Holy Spirit language and it comes so naturally because I've let go of my self-control and I've allowed God to take the lead and he's going to lead me in places that's good and righteous. And they're for my benefit. They, they build me up. And when I speak that, I build you up, right? Because we're all in community. We build each other up. Thank you. Thanks, Linda. Uh -huh. Anyone else want to share an experience in prayer? Sure. Yeah, um, yeah I, I just... Uh, you know, I mean, this might be something different, but it's just an experience that I have that um, it just makes me more faithful and, uh, you know, just gives me encouragement to uh, get, you know, more knowledge of the Bible and, and be closer to God is when um, numerous times, you know, I'm in a, in, a, in a very dangerous trade. And when we pray the armor of God, you know, for... A day before work, I've had numerous days where, um, you know, like the, I remember the first time I had, I, I started going to, uh, I had a friend of mine that was, um, he was a really heavy duty Christian. He was like really heavy duty, but he, and he would, 
he was uh, he was kind of took me under his shoulder, under his wing, and he taught taught me tree work back in the day. And he's like, we got to put the armor of God on, you know. And he was going through it all. And then like that day, I wore my hard hat, and uh, we were roping out some stuff and and a branch um, that I didn't notice off of a big top that was like hanging over my head broke free and it came down and it like bounced right off my hard hat and it was like, like and if I wouldn't have been wearing a hard hat it would have you know it would have caused who knows what I'd be doing today I might be sitting here getting Gerber food or something like that so um and like last week we had a really close call and I think that we we prayed before work that day you know just just saying a prayer to God you know like hey keep us safe and uh I think I prayed it, you know, um, with somebody else, and we just, you know, um, and then we had just a really close call last week where, you know, it was just like everything, you know, happened, and just like five things didn't didn't work out right, and it and it just it was a very a top came down, and it landed like, you know, couldn't have landed perfect, better, you know, without hurting anybody, but it could have been, you know deathly catastrophic you know so these are things you know that make you feel like hey we're going in the right direction when we have God on our side you know so um, Jerry senior you had something now don't make me do the bone thing now which what you know you want just just brief no such thing I uh, the one I thought about was oh it was um more years ago, and I want to admit, we were having the church I was that was having a prayer after service on the altar, and while that was going, a young lady gave a message in tongues, and as soon as she finished, another young lady <coughs> gave the interpretation, and right after that, a friend of mine named Charles, uh, who was going to Humboldt at the time, and he just finished a full year or two years of Greek, uh, ancient Greek, what's the term, Koinonia Greek. He came up and said something to the pastor, and the pastor said, tell him what you said. What? And uh, Charles said, the first girl stood up and talked in ancient Greek. The second girl gave the accurate interpretation of what she said in Greek. And uh, I don't know how many times um, I had a friend that, uh, that was at a service and they had an altar call and he stayed in his seat, but he prayed and he said, I was praying in the spirit and I had my hands like this because I didn't want to disturb anyone. Right. And I kept praying in the spirit and after the service was over, I got up to leave and this man walked up to me and he goes, oh, you speak Italian. <laughs> he said, no, I don't. He goes, yeah, you speak Italian. No, I don't. <laughs> he said, why do you say that? And the guy said, I was going to leave. I had came here searching for something. I was going to leave. And you kept talking to me in Italian saying, stay, don't go. God has something for you. Oh, wow. uh, I don't know how many times I've had people tell me simple prayers. One had to be somewhere the next day. He was out of gas. He was out of money. And he prayed and took off. He drove all night, never ran out of gas. Another told me the same story. 
and they prayed and they watched the fuel tank go from empty to full and go it's it's a it's a I could tell you about sister Laux but nobody wants to hear her and well, her thank you for sharing and her anointed finger that's good <laughs> that's a start it is more thank common. you that was oh, a good one. Oh, and the languages there was a book put out 60 years ago it's probably out of print by John Shirell called they speak with other tongues yeah yeah. And part of his research was uh, he recorded people speaking in tongues, and he took them to linguists. And then he recorded people speaking in gibberish. And he said every single time the linguist said, I don't know the language, but that is a bona fide language, yeah. except when he came to the gibberish. And every time the linguist said, that's not a language, that's just gibberish. Good. Anybody else want to share something? Celeste, do you have something to share? Jim says you do. Well, I, well, I don't have a personal test. No, I just I was impressed. Can you hear? Yeah. I was impressed when you were sharing about what uh, Peter said, his speech, and I think that we maybe can focus on the expression and speaking in tongues yeah but it's the what what happened to him was that he he was under the influence of the holy spirit and he he was fluent and he wasn't like the same person and um anyway when he read it it was just like yeah you know this is the evidence yes that he was changed by the holy spirit in that that's a really good point, Celeste, and, and something that I, uh, that I overlooked because you're right. Um, now me, I've been ever since I was really small, uh, up until junior high, from four to junior high. One week I went to Foursquare and one week I went to the EV Free Church. And they had the identical Sunday school, so I never knew there was a difference till junior high. And then junior high, I was exposed to the Pentecostal experience and I thought, these are a bunch of crazy people. But it was kind of something that drew me. It was like, I know I want to be a cool teenager, but this is kind of cool. Something's going on here. And I want to, you know, I want to look at it a little bit more. And so in that, in that culture, they just focused, like you said, on that outward expression. And the, it's really important. It's a provision that we have if we choose to have it. But their lives didn't necessarily line up, and they didn't have power to be a witness. They still were the biggest scary cats, paralyzed by fear, you know, and that kind of stuff. And so for us, part of that abundant provision, maybe in this day and age, where so many people are under fear in, in that, that we could ask the Lord to help us. Lord, help us, because your Holy Spirit's within us, and we don't have to be like Peter. We don't have to be denying Jesus three times in front of a, a little maid. That we can have the boldness to express whatever he's putting into our heart, and that we would be able to testify and bring testimony um, to the good things of God. So thank you. That's an excellent, excellent, excellent point. Anybody else? Making sure. What's your name? My name's Anne. Hello, Anne. I just say so. Sure. Okay. When I was eight, I was raised in like a Nazarene church, so we didn't have any supernatural teachings whatsoever. And so when I was eight, I was 
walk around like in my cul sack and I would speak in tongues. And I was raised in that. But I knew in my heart that it was me and my God's, my own relationship or my own language with him. Mm-hmm. And so as I grew up older, I was like, I thought it was a kid thing. So I just didn't yeah. do it. Until I was like 21, I went to this like massive Pentecostal church and I thought they were crazy too. <laughs> and I had this guy lay his hands on me and he like prophesied over me. He's like, you have the language, you just, you know, you like, like you outgrew it. And so he started speaking at times and it came back or, you know, but it was still there. So it's, we all have it. It's just, I think we just like are fearful of like maybe screwing it up and not like right. saying it right. But right. we all have our own. Or like when I was a teenager, it wasn't cool. I yeah, mean, like, I had to be yeah. in control. So yeah, it, it wasn't cool, sense. but I would enjoy watching these old people go crazy. But you know, <laughs> but I had to be cool, so I understand that part. But I'm just, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm encouraged, an encouragement, as well as the scriptures that will speak to us a lot better than I ever would. Uh, but I hope that you're encouraged that that we have abundant provision, whatever we need, we have it. We have it. We have it because of our covenant with the Lord. We have it because we have the Holy Spirit within us. And um, one other example just came to my mind when when we had a house church when we first started the first church that um, was started. Um, New Hope it was started in a garage and with a wood burning stove. And little side note, funny. Everybody that was cold went on the wood-burning stove side, and everybody that was hot, like myself, we were on the alley side because the cold air came in, and we, we loved that place. But in there, uh, we would always, afterwards, we would have some kind of treat and, and coffee and tea and stuff. And, and one of the young uh, teenagers at the time, who's an adult now, had said to me, Fran, do you remember? Do you remember like when after church, after after church, we'd go in the house and you'd make up all this egg salad and there was all these people. And Fran, that egg salad never ran out. And I mean like it was like, really? I didn't even realize that, you know. Uh, but but uh, there is abundant provision if we will lean on the Lord. And, and I for sure had to lean on the Lord because I felt so weak and inadequate and that I shouldn't be doing this kind of stuff um, way back when, 1989, 90. So um, I just want to encourage you that there is more. And it's not to say that you're less than, but there is more. There is absolutely more. And um, so, okay. Yeah, we, we okay. Access it and let him speak through us. Yeah. And we take that opportunity because otherwise sometimes we just like it's, it's, it's hard to like get up and say something that you really feel like you're kind of going out on a limb you know you're the coastal tree service is out on a limb isn't that funny <laughs> that's funny Tom <laughs> Okay, last chance. Anyone else want to share a provision? All right. Father God, thank you that you have this beloved Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Thank you that when you left this earth and they were all looking up, that you encouraged them to wait for the comforter that would come, to wait to be... uh, blessed with power 
and provision that they didn't know and that we can know too, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for your precious spirit. Lord, I pray that we would not um, go in our daily walk do, 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 like it's all normal and usual and boring at times or hard, Lord, but instead we would choose to continuously walk in your spirit, by your spirit, through your spirit, that we would continue, Lord, to um, accept your provision, accept your good answers, the answers that would, would be right, the provision that would be exactly what we need for the moment, Lord. And we praise you, God. We thank you. We humbly come to you, Lord, and we just thank you. We thank you that, that you are above all and in all, Lord, and we just praise you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us today at Coastline Church. To find out more information, please visit coastlinefoursquare.com.